I've interviewed and the patients that I've interviewed are reversing chronic disease, type 2 diabetes, like in a matter of weeks. And it's happening over and over and over again with the low-carb, high-fat diet. And not only are they reversing chronic disease, but all of their markers improve. So it's kind of hard to argue with that kind of evidence. So Dr. Mark Hyman, who's a physician of medicine, says that for most of human history, there has been very little starch or sugar in the human diet. In fact, if you put all of human history into one year, it's only in the last day that we started eating grains or bread, and it's only in the last hour that people have been eating sugar. That basically says it all right there, I think. True. Yep. We weren't made, we weren't put on this earth to eat a bunch of processed stuff, to eat white bleached out flour. Like none, none of these things even existed when humans came to be. So I think the argument of saying we need all of these things now is just put to rest right there. Like if you really are honest with yourself and, and really think about that, it's, I mean, the proof is, is right there. Right. So today, as we talk about why we chose the ketogenic diet and why the ketogenic diet has worked for us and some of the reasoning behind why we're passionate about this, it has a lot to do with that, obviously, to do with the fact that if you look back in human history for thousands of years, people weren't eating processed foods. Of course, they didn't have a way to process it, but they thrived on fresh foods, meats and fats, fats vegetables. And vegetables and fruits. Yeah basically, that naturally grow in the wild, not mm -hmm. stuff that's been processed, been bleached, like you said. And I think as we go through and talk about why this has worked for us and why we're so passionate about this, that's a huge part of that. And that's a huge factor in, in why we continue to eat that way and why it makes you feel good when you eat that way, really, mm -hmm. and all the health benefits that come from it. A lot of it are tied up within that, that our bodies are made to eat natural foods, really. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're born to do it. Like your body's like, okay, I know what to do with these foods because they're real. They don't, your body doesn't know what to do with all of this processed stuff, with mm -hmm. all these grains and and all that kind of thing. So. Yeast-borne breads yeah. and starches. That's why it's actually interesting to me and it, why it bothers me so much when people say, oh, that ketogenic diet, the keto diet is such a fad diet. Or it's, right? it's, it's unsafe. It's unsustainable. It's like freaking people sustained <laughs> live life for eons and eons and eons. That's why we're here today. And right. now we're effing it all up because, well, because food is money and food is job jobs and food is That's right. <laughs> addiction. And it's the reason for, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say what percentage, but it's the reason the way that we're eating is, is the reason for a massive percentage of all of our health and medical issues. Right. You know, and it's just the, the thing is, is like when I started keto and all that, it was more along the lines of losing weight. That's all it was for. It was like, 
I don't, I don't like my body. I want to change. I'm going to do keto because I did Atkins before and I know that it works. Um, or I know that a low carb diet works. Uh, but I think like over time, like after doing more and more research and that kind of thing, uh, like a, with my dad being diabetic and things like that, it just makes me absolutely furious that we're being taught and brought up to eat this way. And it's, it's killing people. And then to take um, remedies for like, like medicines that have been manufactured out of chemicals mm -hmm. to fix problems that can be fixed on their own if you just ate properly. Yeah. And now you're paying hundreds of dollars a month, thousands of dollars a month for medications that you're taking now to resolve issues that can be resolved or that come from eating mm -hmm. that can be resolved by changing your eating. Yeah. And we're still being taught and trained that you got to have medicine. You got to have medicine. You go to the doctor and the first thing he does is prescribe you pills, prescribe you pills. You got to, you got to eat this way. That's you right. Gotta, you got to, you know, like still being told that you need to eat with the, the food pyramid the food and the pyramid. way that that all is goes. But the thing is, is that that was put together by <laughs> governments and people who want yeah. to see you dying so who that clearly, they can make money Who, who clearly of you. benefit from yeah. you eating from that diet. Yeah. The economy keeps rolling on. Yeah. And then they make money off the medical industry yeah. when you need to go and resolve your issues that yeah. you get from that diet that they've Hundreds given you. Hundreds and millions and billions of dollars in diet exactly. in the diet industry and and the industries and that everything. are everything. Right. The industries that are that 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 where the economy rolls, the, the the weed industry, the grain industry, the soy industry, um, those are all the industries that are that are huge in, in North America. And those are just happen to be the ones that the government are telling you that you need to support yeah. and eat because that's the healthiest system for you. Yeah. And yet as soon as the food pyramid came into play and we started eating a standard American diet, obesity was on the rise. Diabetes was on the rise. Yeah. Heart disease was on the rise. And okay, well, great. Well, then go resolve that by going to the doctor and getting some pills yeah. that we're making money off of. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a sad industry. It's a terrible industry. So, you know, we're not here tonight <laughs> saying, you have to do a ketogenic diet in order to lose weight or be healthy. No, we're not saying that. We're saying that there's there's a lot of ways that you can eat that are going to be healthy that are based around kind of a whole food, natural food type of eating and type of diet. And that doesn't mean breads that are made from wheat because wheat is grown in a field and that's healthy, right? That's not necessarily what, that's not what we're saying at all. Um, we're not here telling you you have to eat a certain way or do a, we're telling you what works for us and why we believe that it works for us so well and why many, many people could benefit from the same thing. Yeah. For That's sure. kind of our idea and our thought tonight here. Yeah. So, so, we, so why keto? Why did you choose keto? Well, I think um, after doing other food programs and weight loss programs and diets, if you want to call them. Um, there was one that I did for a while called the HCG diet. And basically what that entailed is, you know, taking yeah, take an appetite suppressant, right? So you don't get hungry and then eat 500 calories a day. So eating like tilapia, which is a terrible, terrible food to eat. And no one should ever eat that food. Um, eating chicken with nothing on it, just plain chicken breast, but like a three ounce or four ounce piece, lettuce or spinach with some shrimp, but no seasonings and dressings and stuff like that, right? So 500 calories a day. 
worked fantastic, but it was not, not sustainable whatsoever. You starve yourself. You also miss everything that you like and enjoy. And it was terrible. So what that basically taught me is that if I'm going to try a food plan, if I'm going to try something that is going to benefit me, a couple of things have to happen. Number one, I'm not going to be buying from a program. I'm not going to be buying shakes. I'm not going to be buying pills. I'm not going to be buying specialty food plans and things like that. I want to be able to eat real foods, natural foods that your body is meant to be eating. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was number one. Number two is got to be sustainable. It's got to be something that I can do long term, not just to lose a whole bunch of weight fast and then and then go back on eating regular foods and then gain that weight back again. Because mm-hmm. that'll happen with any diet. If you do a crash diet or you do a, a diet where you lose a bunch of weight fast and you go back to eating regular foods, you're going to gain weight. So that's just the way it is. So it had to be sustainable. It had to be long term. It had to be foods that I actually enjoyed. I'm not going to eat tilapia again. I'm not going to eat <laughs> lettuce or 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 spinach with no seasonings or anything on them, with no dressings on them. It's got to be something that I enjoyed. And I knew that I liked meat. I knew that I liked cheese. I knew that I liked you know, healthy fats. I liked avocados. I liked, you know, fish, things like that. Good fish, like salmon and stuff like that. And so after doing the research and realizing that the ketogenic diet is very, very, it falls right along with those things that I wanted. I had to give it a try. I had to, I wanted, I wanted to try. I saw benefits from other people, like saw other people's success stories on that, how they felt. I thought, yeah, that looks like something that I want to try. So that's kind of why I, I jumped into it feet first and went, you know, right after it and it's been great it's been fantastic. Life, life-changing 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 life it's been fantastic say. it's been it's been quite nice eh? quite nice yeah i and really it. like <laughs> like like i said before the, really the only reason why i started it was to lose like obviously to lose weight but because i had done so i did atkins years ago and i knew that a low i knew that cutting out sugar worked for me Mm -hmm. and I knew that it cut out cravings and I knew that I was able to lose weight and feel great. So I, I think like I, I tried a bunch of other things, went up and down my weight, but when it really came down to it and I was like, okay, like what can I do that's actually going to work for me because nothing else ever does. And so, yeah, just went on the keto train because it was kind of, I mean, it's basically the same idea as Atkins, except for, I don't even honestly remember, like, I don't really get the difference between the two of them. Like, and it might just be that the, that Atkins, like, I remember I I read through the entire Atkins book and I was like, it just made me super aware of like all the sugars that are in everything. Um, yeah. I think the ketogenic diet advocates for more fats and moderate protein, where the Atkins diet is more high protein Low fat, low, low carb. fat, yeah. lower fat, is lower fat, lower yeah. carbs and sugars. Yeah, I yeah. guess. More I think protein. for yeah. me, I never really paid attention to that kind of stuff. I always, everything I did was like, if you eat 20 carbs or less, then you're in a state of ketosis. I never mm-hmm. really paid attention to the fat or the, or the protein or anything like that. I just right. kept it under 20 carbs and called it a day. And that's basically still what I do now, right. except for over time have learned that, I mean, after you, you, you lose a significant amount of weight, you need to start watching your calories as well. Cause at right. the end of the day, it's calories in calories out. That's a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, so maybe we should talk just a quick little bit about why the ketogenic diet works, what the basis of it. Mm-hmm. And basically it's, it's your body has, 
your body needs fuel to operate properly. And there's two different sources they can get fuel from, which mm -hmm. number one is sugar or glucose, which comes from carbohydrates as well. Which never existed in the beginning of the world of time. As of the time of the years world. Ago. Exactly. So there's or, that. <laughs> yeah. Or fats. And fats provide natural energy. Right. Right. So you got to look at different places that your body's getting fuel from. Do you want to get your fuel from a manufactured processed product that spikes your insulin and your blood sugar and then has you crash two hours later? And or do you want starving. to? Then you're starving. Yeah. Yet, and you want to eat more, mm -hmm. which is perfect for the food industry and the economy. It keeps <laughs> you eating, right? Yeah. Or do you want to get your fat or your energy and your fuel from a natural product that you get from from proteins, from seeds, from certain fruit or certain certain, certain vegetables, um, where you can have a sustained amount of energy for a longer period of time and not have those insulin and sugar spikes and drops, mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you have to eat seven times a day or eight times a day and always be snacking because you're always hungry. Mm -hmm. The basis of the ketogenic diet, as we know, obviously, is to eat healthier fats, to stay sustained for a longer period of time, and to get your body in a state of ketosis, which means that it's using fat for fuel, mm -hmm. right? So if you're not feeding it sugars, that's the first fuel that it's going to burn is the sugars and the carbohydrates when you put it into your body. So if you're always bringing that in, you're never going to burn stored fat. Right. So the idea behind the ketogenic diet is that when you're in a state of ketosis, your your body is using stored fat for fuel. So you don't need to eat on a consistent basis to try to keep fueling your body and fueling your body. Right? Did I miss, is that pretty much yeah, what I said? That's, that's basically the way it all okay. works. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of things did you notice when you first started a ketogenic diet as far as your body physically? How did it feel? What did you notice right away? Did you I think like instantly you lose the bloat, the inflammation, right. which is a huge source of so many people's problems, like all the joint pain and the knee, like mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the main thing is just like a, the bloat. Like originally when I saw my friend that tried key, um, sorry, tried Atkins back in the day, yeah. um, it was like two weeks, like she had done it and I don't remember how much weight she lost, but just the amount of of bloat like when i saw her two weeks later like it was like she it looked like she had lost like 30 pounds mm -hmm. but it's just that all that inflammation and just all everything that we carry in our midsection the mm -hmm. tire that is all carbs that is 100 percent because you're eating sugar and carbs right um so anyways that's a big thing like right away you're going to notice that you lose all of that not all of it <laughs> depends how much you have, depends to, lose, much you have to lose but um you lose a lot of the feeling of it though like you may not lose it physically and yeah. see it, but you'll lose that feeling of being heavy and bloated all the right. time right if you're and eating a lot of carby foods and sugary foods the first the first little bit um maybe after like a week or so of eating strictly keto i definitely noticed that i go you go through a a phase or where I guess it's basically where your body is switching from burning glucose mm -hmm. as fuel to burning fat for fuel. I think like in that in-between stage, you get a little bit tired and all that. And then suddenly when it turns to burning fat for energy, it's just like this burst of energy and like you feel amazing. You feel more awake. You're just more on the ball, even just mm -hmm. like getting up in the mornings easier. Everything's... Totally. It's just like more of a sense of just well-being, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, for me, one of the first yeah. things I noticed was my headaches. Like I used to have headaches every day. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the morning with a headache every day. A lot of it was because I wasn't breathing at night. But even when... <laughs> I, minor details. Minor details. But even when I started right away, I, I started losing a couple of pounds, a few pounds here and there. And I noticed that the headaches in the afternoon especially were pretty much gone. Like from usually around 1, one o'clock in the afternoon to 4 in the afternoon, I'd have, I'd have to take Tylenol and Advil, mm-hmm. three of each. Uh, and it would barely get me through. But I noticed that within four days, five days of, of doing uh, keto strictly, the headaches in the afternoon were gone completely. Once I started losing a bunch more weight, started breathing a little better and being more healthy that way, the morning headaches were completely gone as well. Mm-hmm. But the afternoon headache for sure and that afternoon lull of like falling asleep at my desk yeah. at two o'clock was gone as well. I had a lot more energy because I'm burning not, the fat. And you're not crashing from, right. from eating. A from my of- big lunch. Yeah, whatever you were storing in your my desk, in your desk. <laughs> the Halloween oh, candy on my desk drawer. Super good deal. Or both lunches, yeah. When I'm done eating two of my lunches, then. And I mean, I guess headaches again. It's inflammation, right? Exactly. So you take away the inflammation, suddenly your head is not aching. That's right. Exactly. It's a great exactly. concept. Um, what else? What else is great about keto? I mean, there's so many things, like things that that I haven't personally um, experienced, obviously, but just research and that kind of thing, like how it can help with seizures, how it, how cancer, mm-hmm. how it can shrink cancer cells um, because they feed on sugar. Um, obviously diabetes, huge thing. Like what is, what is it? It's type two diabetes. Type two diabetes. That's, that's, I don't want to say a hundred percent, but hundred <laughs> A percent, a high percentage, can be controlled by what you're eating. So, it's such a huge thing for right. people that are suffering from that. Cancer and diabetes thrive off sugar. They they yeah. need food, and the first food they like is sugar. So if you're not giving it that sugar, it starves basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It stops doing that. I mean, overall, generally, the feeling of being um, clean, like you're internally. Mm-hmm. Is something that I noticed a huge difference when I was on keto as well. When I and I'm on now, but when I'm when I'm eating keto, is just not getting those stomach aches, not getting that that heavy, bloated, mm-hmm. gutty feeling after you eat all the time. Like I never ever feel that anymore. Yeah, that. You know, and I used to feel that. Fault. Yeah, every single meal I used to feel that every meal. I just don't feel that anymore. Obviously, the biggest the biggest thing is the the weight loss. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're burning stored fat, that's what you're losing. That's the first thing your body is using for fuel. So now you're losing that. And takes all the pressure off your back and your knees and your, all your joints. And I think it's just, it's also that food addiction. You're not, you can't really overeat with fats mm-hmm. that much. Like you're not going to sit there and eat three steaks. Right. I mean, maybe you will the first week. Maybe somebody who eats like a maniac could, could do mm-hmm. that. But yeah, when you're eating fats, like good fats, you you can't really overeat that. Like I've mentioned before, like you're not going to eat even vegetables. Like you're not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to eat like 16 heads of broccoli. Like Mm -hmm. you're just not going to do that. You're going to eat, you feel full sooner. And I think it's just like your, your stomach and your mind are kind of in better, better condition, really Well, better. They're, they're clear. They're clearer. Yeah. More clear. And that's another thing is like the brain fog. Brain fog. It definitely lifts that. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I still have a lot of brain fog, <laughs> but, but... We're still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
It's very, it's very true. You're not having those That's crashes. That's probably the as well. lack of water because I'm terrible drinking water. So I'm water probably sink. just starving myself in some sort of way for that. <laughs> probably because I drink 20 coffees a day. It could be. I don't know. A lot um, of, a lot of it too. Uh, when you're, when you're eating strictly like that, and you're eating not strictly in, in the way of a traditional diet would be, because really it's not. We wrote out actually a huge list the other day of things um, that we can have for breakfast, lunch, dinner snack foods there's actually quite an extensive list of mm -hmm. things that you can eat a lot of things that are i looked at that list and i thought Man, i'm not even eating half of these things it's, yeah. it's fantastic and i yet i don't ever really feel restricted when i'm when i'm eating um you know when you go to five guys for a burger and you're eating three patties with cheese and all the vegetables it's amazing and yeah. a meat salad is fantastic <laughs> and then you leave feeling great or if i had that with a bun on it and some fries I'd feel disgusting. Yeah. I'd be, for two hours, I'd be feeling, I'd be regretting my life, right? Like, I wonder how much of it is, is mental too. Like where it's like, oh, well, what I just ate isn't just complete garbage. So I must be feeling fantastic. Must be Do feeling you really good. think, like, Could be. I don't know. I think it's Could just for divine. me, I don't, I just never eat myself into oblivion anymore. Like right. I, I, you don't just sit there and down a family size bag of chips or whatever the case may be and just feel absolutely horrible because you're basically putting yourself into like a food coma. Mm -hmm. It just, it does, that does not happen when you're eating real food. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, that is done for, for me and probably for us, I think you're probably in the same boat is it's really taught you how to look at food and, and what foods do for you. And it gets you into the habit of, trying to understand why you're eating certain foods that you are mm -hmm. like previous life. You just eat to eat and you eat cause you like the flavor of it and the taste mm -hmm. of it. It's amazing. It tastes great. And now I'm looking at foods where we're counting our calories. We're counting our cars. We're counting our food, doing our, our tracking. And we can see in there what you're getting and what it's doing to your body. You can see how much fat you're getting and whether you're going to be sustained till the next meal or till yeah. like two meals down the road. If you miss a meal, not really that big of a deal because you're fairly sustained and you're doing well. But in general, it really makes you aware of what it is you're bringing to your body and what that is doing to your body. It's not every time I would eat before, I knew that it was it was hurting me. Yeah. I knew it was not good. I knew it was a negative thing for me. Like I rarely, rarely ever sat down and had a nice, good, healthy meal. Mm -hmm. Right? I never had a healthy snack. I never just brought snap peas to work and was munching yeah. on snap peas. It was candy and chocolate and it was things like that. Right? And so. Now it's making you fully aware of why am I bringing this into my body? Is it providing an entertaining value or is mm -hmm. it providing a fuel for my for, for the next five, six hours? Yeah. Right. And I think that's huge because you develop habits based on that knowledge, that understanding. And it really makes you want to continue on that pace when you feel good eating it. And when you know that it's bringing a positivity to your life rather than a negativity. Yeah. Right. And you see the scale moving. I mean, right. on top of all of that, like if that's the case. I mean, you can eat keto and not be an overweight person and you're still going to feel a million times better, guaranteed. Right. It's not necessarily, you're not going to just lose a ton of weight if you don't have a ton of weight to lose, but you're going to feel better. You're guaranteed. not going to become an anorexic eating, no, eating you're not. keto. No, you're not. Your body will only burn what it needs to burn, right? Yeah. It won't continue to burn if it doesn't have it to mm. burn. And then it'll just burn what's in your body, what's what you're bringing in and what yeah. you're taking out and it'll be consistent. But you'll definitely, like you said, you'll definitely see the benefits still of the loss of brain fog and the... <laughs> what's happening? Just going off here. <laughs> Why are you so popular? I, I got Jared's responding to me like crazy. Jared, Jared what up? Shout out to Jared here. Um, Jared, you're killing us here. He's here. Um, 
<laughs> you'll definitely still notice a lot of benefits from it, not just the weight loss. If you if you are a, a fit person or an active person, I know of a lot of people that are that are athletes that that train hard, that that work out a lot, that lift weight a lot, that eat a ketogenic diet because of the other health benefits you get from it. Number one, it's not you're not gaining weight eating this way, but also you have that fuel, you have that energy. You know, you can increase your fat to make as a as a as a pre-workout for your workouts, right? Rather than eating a processed workout mm-hmm. or pre-workout and eating all the chemically produced stuff to get that same natural energy that you would get from 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 a steak or from a, a, a pre-workout that you would drink as a shake before you go work out, right? So definitely the benefits are there for no matter what, no matter what stage of life you're at. Another thing I noticed after probably a, for me, like a couple weeks was just that my cravings for carby things, carby foods were just gone. Um, the first, obviously like anything else, the first week or two, I always say like, give yourself a good month probably, but the first week or two, it's like, you're just just jonesing for (laughs) crap you're just like that's all you can really think about but the one nice thing is that you see the scale moving so you're like okay well i can i can i can can get through this because it's actually working but i think yeah it's it's pretty much hell for that first little bit where you're just like oh i just want some chips i just want some sugar (laughs) like i just need something but i think every time i i thought about that i was like fat like I would just eat fatty stuff like even if it was like pepperoni sticks yeah like which again processed and crap but you got to kind of do I think at the beginning I wasn't so good about eating all the right things but I think over time like especially now that we've started tracking and all that kind of stuff it's you really realize like what's actually good to be putting in your body mm-hmm. like your your calories when you're looking at your calories and the fat and all that kind of stuff you realize what actually helps you sustain yourself throughout the day and like what works best for you but anyways yeah the cravings for sure after a few weeks were like gone and then it was like I didn't even care about food anymore and that might sound like that sounds crazy for me to say because that was all I thought about before was like food, food, food. Like when am I going to have food again? What's it going to be? Like, where's the cookie dough? Like (laughs) where, where's the M&M's? But, um, after that it was like, no, like I would just eat when I was hungry and it just seemed so easy after that, which is, it's just, it really is mind blowing because after having such a problem with food for like the longest time, throughout my entire life and then all of a sudden saying to people like oh yeah I just don't think about food anymore I just don't worry about it mm-hmm. and I think because as soon as you're not filling your body with that crap and going through those like highs and lows and the crashes and then getting the next fix and and all that and it's just this vicious cycle where you're just chained to food like it's the only thing that keeps you going and then switching to it just being a fuel source and just yeah kind of plugging along through life and not worrying about it so much 
it feels it feels good to not be a slave to that addiction anymore and to feel you know that that doesn't mean that there isn't times where I'm like I could really go for a freaking cheeseburger right now <laughs> you know there's there's definitely times like that but 95% of the time 90% of the time and you know if I'm working or I'm busy or I'm doing something and I don't think about and I don't you know have a meal it doesn't even bother me it doesn't phase me I don't really think about it unless mm-hmm. it's something that we're planning on or we're we're you're going shopping and looking for what meals you're going to do for that week but it's nice to not feel like you're a slave to that. Like everywhere you go, you got to stop and grab something. Everywhere you go, you got to have something with you. You got to have snacks in case you get hungry. You got to have, you know, your next three meals planned out for you and mm. ready to go. But it's so nice to feel like your head has that clarity and you're not just constantly like twiddling your fingers and your thumbs, <laughs> like waiting for that next fix of sugar or, or yeah. that spike of, of, of insulin to come in because you're, you know, you constantly body feels like it constantly needs yeah. that, right? And you're right. I think when you go through that first few weeks of that stage of detoxing your body from those things, it can be difficult. It can be very difficult. But right away, you start losing some of that water weight. You start seeing the scale move a little bit. Um, you know, if you start doing it right, generally right away, you'll start seeing those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it takes a couple of days, but generally you start feeling good. Your 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 stomach starts feeling less bloated and, and less cravy. You're not craving those things. Mm-hmm after a few weeks and it feels good to be able to see that and to know that you're not a slave to that yeah to that and i think now right? like you still we both like fall into that trap of eating like there's the emotional eating like because bef- it's it's a habit mm-hmm. um as well as the addiction itself so right it's still it's what you have to end up dealing with after is that that habit so you know, you eat when you're happy, you eat when you're sad, you eat when you're stressed out, mm-hmm. you, eat, you know, yeah. so it's that it's, I think now pinpointing those moments where you're feeling like you're basically being triggered, triggered to eat for emotional reasons rather right. than actually craving that it's kind of, it, the addiction kind of changes. Changes itself a little bit. Yeah. It's funny because shifts. you do, you, you, for a long time, you, you use food to celebrate you use food because you're upset, because you're mad, because you're sad, because mm-hmm. you're happy, because you're glad. Like every reason under the sun to have food, to feel comfort or to feel joy or to feel mm-hmm. anything. You know, we watch my 600 pound life quite a bit and we sit and watch that and we, and I think on every single episode, they talk about how food makes them forget everything else and brings comfort and happiness to their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is when you know that you have a problem and you don't have an addiction is when, it really is resolving for a very, very brief moment all of your mental issues, your yeah. mental struggles, but also it's what brings you the joy or the happiness in life. Like that is exactly what yeah. an addiction really like, is. Take my right? pain away for these five minutes yeah. while I'm just eating. But then it's also the root of all evil and causing right. all of your pain and suffering as well. Like all of the men, the, not the mental, but the physical ailments and yeah. All that kind of stuff. I know. It's so sad watching those people. Like, I know, like, I've totally. been there in a sense, not to that extreme. Like, to think that these people are, like, double the size that I was. Like, yeah. that's just, like, not being able to wash yourself. And, and really, like, it was lucky that we kind like... of discovered it when we did. Because if you see those patterns and you see those people are doing the exact same things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite to the volume as they were right. doing it, but you can see all the habits. Yeah. Sitting in your room and eating, ordering food and eating, like mm-hmm. sitting in your cars and eating, not letting people see you. So many of those habits. And the greatest thing for me about 
the way that the ketogenic diet has worked for me is stopping that type of behavior. Yeah. Because now you're so in control of what you're eating all the time that you're not giving into those things and you don't feel that same kind of craving, that same kind of, like I don't feel the same kind of joy or comfort in food that I did right. when I was eating that crappy food. Right. And so you're not feeling every time like you got to run to that in order to get that kind of emotion or feeling back and out I of think food. Right? After over time, it kind of forces you to to deal with with some other things. Sure. Like it forces you to start dealing with your the, the mental health side of things and just the, the way that your mind works and like mm -hmm. when you're feeling the, that feeling and you want to go to food, like why you're at, like diving more into like why you're going there right. instead what are you missing just, yeah it makes you really start to that. think about it rather than just thinking oh i'm sad like i'm gonna ha i'm gonna just eat a whole bowl of chips or popcorn or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be i don't know you start to address really, the like, issues yeah taking a step back and really not masking all of that with food but you're you have to take a long hard look at like why you're doing that and in that in that show, my six hundred pound life, he's always recommending that therapist to mm -hmm. go talk to, and and that's a huge step in getting that resolved with people. And it it really is to anybody who has any kind of an addiction is what's causing what's the root of that? What's mm -hmm. causing that addiction? What are you trying to yeah. cover up? Like right. What, yeah. Why are you masking all these things with that addiction and with mm -hmm. that food? What is it? So when you start looking at the root of that and trying to get rid of that then your reasoning or cause for running to those substances for comfort start to slowly disappear, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think, I don't know what else, like, should we go into, I mean, how we're not perfect and how we were both in sure. a total, Absolutely. Like, what this is not, about. not a slump. No. We were in, just in a, laziness. In a, yeah, laziness. We were just like getting comfortable, I think where we were at and slipping back into those habits again right. where we weren't paying attention to what we were eating we and then didn't even really notice though either like we were like we're we're still like eating well like what's the problem maybe we're not working out as much like what's the deal not drinking enough water yeah not we're not drinking water. enough water that's good right? and then we started tracking all of our food and everything and it's like holy crap like you just don't realize how many little like slices of cheese add up right. <laughs> to be however many calories a day and like right. when you think you're having a serving of whatever yogurt. salami yogurt <laughs> salami, whatever cheese. the case may be like oh yeah that that's totally 30 grams but really it's like 130 it's like and like oh shies of manelli yeah. like, I gotta get <laughs> what am i doing to myself myself together but it's here. those things where you look at you look at the actual food itself and you think this is a low carb food yeah. there's no sugar in this food mm -hmm. but then you realize that at the end of the day, it is that whole thing about calories in and calories out. Yeah. And there's different effects from the calories that you get, like a calorie from a steak. Definitely, it's a number that still counts as a calorie, but it has a different effect than calories you're going to get from eating a three pieces of bread. Yeah. Right? It's going to cause different feelings. It's going to cause different types of hunger, um, the crashes, well, your in, your the spikes. Insulin. Yeah, right. it really comes down to insulin, like whether but, you're... Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you still have to make sure that those calories are less going in than mm. what's and i totally out. agree that it, calories in calories out 100 percent is legit right. but i think that people are that say 
you can just eat whatever the heck you want as long as you're eating within these calories. That is true if you're not a food addict, if you're not right. a sugar addict. Like for me, I know calories in, calories out works, but I still need to eat low carb so that I don't end up just craving all kinds of stuff and then right. overeating. Because for me, if I say I'm like, okay, well, I'll just eat like two pieces of pizza and I'm going to have some popcorn and that all fits within my caloric intake for that day. Oh, and like a piece of cake. I'm going to just want more of that. Like That's I'm right. just going to want to like, what else can I have? Because it mm. just spikes your insulin and then you're just jonesing for like what you can have next instead of eating a steak and some like green beans like we had the other night and you're stuffed afterwards and you mm -hmm. feel good though you and you're you not good you're not crashing like you're not right. like okay that's delicious and i need to have a nap now and then i'm going to be looking for you know some jujubes and like whatever else some ice that's the problem is you do that you, you do that and you, you've eaten pizza and you've eaten <laughs> this and that and then Sooner or later, you're like, I'm just not going to put that in my food tracker because then tomorrow when I wake that up, it, it wasn't there because yeah. I didn't put it down and it doesn't count. And these are the kind of behaviors and, and habits that a, a real food addiction can yeah. cause you to do and can force you to do, right? So yeah, for a long time, we got back into the habit of we're, we're, we have dinner, it's all set up, cleaned up, whatever. You're sitting around, you're hanging out, watching a show. Now we have some sunflower seeds. Maybe uh -huh. We'll have a you know sugar-free chocolate almonds. We'll have some jello. And now at the end of the night, you're having just as many calories it's low carb and it's sugar free yeah but your calories are still, still flying yeah. off the roof and you're falling right? back into the habit you're following the just, habit of just binging and yeah. snacking at night so yeah. we're not necessarily gaining weight but we're also not just losing not losing like, anything and we're in that that habit of being unhealthy yeah and letting that addiction again creep back in and control your habits mm. and control what you're doing so for the last few weeks here we've been tracking our food every day and all every item that we put in there and really paying attention closely to those individual nutrients that we're yeah. putting in our body, right? And, and it really helps when... you really helps you make the right decision. Like you mm -hmm. you enter in, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example now of like where we've been like entered a few things and then go to do dinner and then it's like, holy crap, we shouldn't eat that because and it's not it's not in an unhealthy way, like where it's like you're obsessing over what you're eating and whatever. It just helps you make more informed decisions right, because totally. you're like oh wow like there's that many calories in that like because over time at the beginning when you're counting carbs you're not really concerned with the calories and at the beginning that doesn't really matter i think because you're probably if you are eating like a bat out of hell mm -hmm. at the beginning you're eating like three thousand or four thousand calories a day yeah, or easily more or yeah. who knows like i have yeah. no idea what i was eating before obviously i don't want to think about it <laughs> yeah I don't, yeah I don't, that would be horrifying really Five it'd digits. be very interesting though <laughs> to know be. yeah um but yeah if you obviously if you start eating keto at that point you're just full like you can't eat that many calories when you're eating fats right. which is and proteins it just doesn't you just cannot do that it no. just doesn't doesn't oh, unless you're a complete glutton, I guess, yeah. but you just can't. You, you eat proper food and you get full, right? Yeah, properly. It's like, well, like the other day, so I, we'd make grilled cheese sandwiches once in a while with a, with a keto bread and some jalapeno Havarti cheese, is our favorite, right? With yeah. some jalapenos on it, or making lunch and eating three or four or five pieces of cheese while you're making your <laughs> sandwich, and you think, I'm only having one sandwich, yeah, 
and a couple of strawberries or something. But then you realize that you've eaten 500 calories just in cheese as you're eating it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like I said, I'm not one that would say that looking at each individual tiny calorie is one thing. But when you do that at lunchtime and then at dinner, like just the mindset changes mm-hmm. when you get a little bit lazy, right? When you... the, other, the other thing too is just seeing like, okay, well, we're, you know, at this many calories for the day. Better go for a walk. Like, mm-hmm. better move my ass right. because, exactly. you know, then I have some room for something delicious later. <laughs> like, it just kind of becomes a game or like, a, I don't know, a challenge, I guess. Right. Like, where you're really just, it's like a, a bank account almost kind of thing. Or, or I don't know, it's a totally. bucket that you're filling up. And if it's mm-hmm. like too full, like you need to do something about it. Do something Let that evaporate it. a little bit. <laughs> Put some sunlight on it and yeah. let it evaporate a bit. Yeah, and it definitely forces you to do other things that will allow you to continue to eat some of those foods that you like, but not go overboard mm-hmm. as well. A little bit at the gym or go for a walk, those kind of things, right? Really, at the end of the day, what uh, Dr. Jason Fung, who's a medical doctor that focuses heavily on dieting and fasting, what he said kind of is is true. He says, the basics of good nutrition can be summarized in three in these simple rules. Eat whole, unprocessed foods, avoid sugar, avoid refined grains, eat a diet high in natural fats, balance feeding with fasting. He's a big advocate of fasting, which is fantastic. And I think when you're doing uh, low-carb, high-fat eating, you naturally fast as well mm-hmm. and take those those times to do that and let your body really cleanse itself. I think that's basically a good summary of what we're talking about here is that the ketogenic diet follows those basic rules there of eating whole unprocessed foods, avoiding sugar and refined carbs. And both of us have felt and seen a huge difference in our lives because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, combined totally, we've almost lost 300 pounds together. And the way that we both feel is... It speaks for itself. Uh, like, it does. Yeah, it speaks Night for, and day from yeah. where it was before. Yeah. From the health issues that we had. And, you know, for anybody that is looking at doing something or wants to do something or is doing something just to to push to push that to people is that focus on what is whole and what is real foods mm-hmm. instead of the unprocessed you don't need to go buy pills you don't need to buy shakes you don't need to go you know pay people for this yeah that's that. a that's a big thing that i have started saying is just like losing weight does not cost money like it doesn't right. it it or like it doesn't require a plan or or anything like that it Anything that is, or anyone who's trying to charge or make money off of whatever diet it may be, it's likely a bunch of BS because, right. yeah, it doesn't cost money to lose weight. I mean, besides buying the food that you're going to eat. So. Right. And if you're completely uneducated in it at all, you definitely, you know, get a, get a trainer, a nutritionist, someone that might be able yeah. to help you a little bit, but you don't need to buy a food plan necessarily. Yeah. You don't need to buy the shakes that you buy, like mm. whatever. There's anything, so many of them out there. Anything pills. that says that it's anything that's labeled keto probably isn't. <laughs> yeah, anything labeled. I know that's a whole nother thing. Like we'll we're talk like about going to a Costco time, the other day, but yeah, like, there's so much junk this, out there. Keto that, like now they're throwing keto on everything, and it's like you actually look at the the labels, and it's like this is not right. keto at all. That you don't need to spend the money thing. on all that extra stuff. You sure don't. You just got to just go to the grocery store and stay out of the middle of it. That's just right. go all around, around the, the perimeter. Yeah. And that's about it. I think one other thing I wanted to mention is like the obesity code by 
Jason Fung. That was like a, a really eye-opening read. Or I should say listen, because I think I got like the audio one and I just listened to it while I worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that had um, like so much information and it's super eye-opening. Then what was that other fat fiction on Amazon on Prime. Amazon yeah, Prime fat fiction yeah amazing um, what's the other the one? magic the, pill. the magic pill on YouTube on YouTube I think it used to be on Netflix but on Netflix it's not anymore. on there anymore yeah those are three that definitely would recommend the obesity code fat fiction and the magic pill yeah, yeah. take They're a look at those pathetic. if you can read that listen to those watch those and I don't know if that doesn't change your yeah, mind then yeah. i don't know what will and then if you want a list of foods we have that in our email yeah, if you want do. a list of foods that you can eat that are that are low carb that that suit the, the ketogenic diet or other low carb you know high fat diets then reach out to either one of us you can get we'll only charge you 49.99 <laughs> three simple installments but wait i'll send you a bag of snap peas with it <laughs> just kidding we would totally email yeah. you that. We'll email you the list of things that, that, that we've put together that are, it's a full extensive list of things that you can have for each meal. Um, basically a meal plan, you can have that for free, no problem. <laughs> and it's a great way to get started and, and kind of kick off something new for you. So again, on Instagram, you can get Merdiculess or salesguy.on.keto and we will provide that for you, no problem. We'll send that out to your email. Anything Other than else? that, I think... Just remember that you're worth it. You can do it. If we can do it, you can. I mean, we we're pretty bad food addicts. So, you know, if we can get to this point in this stage, and we're still continuously working on that, but, you know, if we can kind of get a handle on it or grasp on it, I think anybody can. I say I say that for myself anyways, but anybody can do it if I can, that's for sure. Gotcha. Thanks All for right. coming. Toodaloo.